0: on today's episode.
1: Well, as kids are bound to do, I got into a little bit of trouble.
0: And became one of the most unforgettable musicians in the history of mankind.
2: All kinds of tales. From all kinds of tellers.
1: Here on The Appleseed.
2: It's time for the Appleseed. In each episode of the show, we bring you a couple of stories from favorite storytellers. And those stories will entertain you, they'll inspire you, they'll get you thinking, and they'll even help your family tell your own stories. I'm Sam Payne. And we've got a couple of musical stories for you today. First up, it's the fantastic musician and storyteller Josh go forth he's from madison county north carolina originally and josh has this wonderful way of preserving the culture of appalachia by performing traditional songs and mixing them up with stories that are both personal and also more broadly about the places and the people of his home and if you were the kind of kid who loved digging through your parents or another relative's old music albums a story for you and if you've ever loved a song even though you had no idea what it was about this is a story for you and if you've ever learned the meaning of a song and it made you even more interested in it well this is a story for you here's Josh Goforth with the hidden story behind the well-known folk song Tom Dooley, and how he came to know it. And the journey to that song's meaning all begins with a performance of another song, a song called A Locket and a Curl. You'll love hearing Josh sing it. Here's Josh Goforth, recorded live in the Appleseed Studio.
1: It's just the old fashion locket and a curl that makes an old fashion tin type of a girl well if she were only here today that little curl that's tucked away with golden hair, so young and fair Would now be silvery gray There's just an old fashion likeness In her face That makes her picture seem to be priceless pearl, now too many long and empty years, I've shed a million lonely tears for that old-fashioned locket and a curse. an old-fashioned likeness in her face. Oh, that makes her picture seem to be a priceless pearl. Too many long from the Luke Smathers String Band from over in Canton, North Carolina. Now, Luke and his brothers, they played old-time music like fiddle music, and they formed their band back in the 20s, but when they finally got the radio and they got to hear the swing music like the Stardust Lounge... Their lives changed, and they took those old mountain instruments like banjers and fiddles and guitars, and they started learning those swing tunes. And when I was younger, I loved to hear the Luke Smathers string band, and this was, that was one of the songs they played, the old-fashioned locket and a curl. But when I was a kid, I had no clue what that meant until I went to see Emma. Emma is what we would call today a hoarder, but now Emma I like to refer to herself as being a collector. Emma had a whole bowl full of bouncy balls that she'd gotten out of the nickel machine. Emma's every closet was stacked from bottom to top with perfectly wrapped brown paper flat pieces that were actually paintings that Emma had done in college. Emma had stacks of magazines from like the 1950s and 60s. Emma had an entire back room that was dedicated to Star Trek and Star Wars. (laughs) She had a life-size Mr. Spock. She had all of the Star Wars books and all of the Star Trek books, and she could quote every single chapter in just about all of them and tell you all the stories. And I would sit for hours as a kid listen to her talk about all those Star Trek and Star Wars stories and in the back room that's where I really wanted to go because that's where Emma's record player was and Emma had stacks and stacks of old records and I would just sit there all day long listening to those old records it's the first time I ever heard this song today I passed you on the street and my heart fell at your feet Oh, I can't help it If I'm still in love with you Or stuff like You ain't no but a hound dog Crying all the time You ain't nothing but a hound dog Crying all the time Lord, you ain't never got a rabbit And you ain't no friend of mine, Right? Oh, and I would listen all day long. And she had all of these dresser drawers that would line the walls. And in one dresser drawer, it was full of old buttons, plastic ones and metal ones, all different shapes and sizes with intricate patterns on them. And in another drawer, it was all these old pairs of overalls that were her husband's and her granddad's old overalls. And in the bottom drawer there was old curtains that she would change out every now and then in her house. Just every so often she like, let's put some new curtains up. And we'd go in that drawer and we'd find some different color of curtain and place it up on the windows. Now, her record player set up on top of a little stand, a little jewelry box stand. And she kinda had told me to stay away from that jewelry box. You know, and I figured it's probably because she had some pretty, you know, special rings in there and she didn't want me getting them out and kind of messing with those. Well, as kids are bound to do, I got into a little bit of trouble because for some reason, as I was putting the record player on, my little hands moved their way down and just slowly snuck open one of those drawers. And inside of that drawer were little plastic ziploc bags just really really small ones about three inches long and about an inch or two wide. And in each of those plastic ziploc bags was a lock of hair. Some had a red ribbon tied around them some didn't have any ribbon tied around them at all. there were all different colors there was brown hair, there was you know blonde hair some of them had had a curl, some of them were really straight and I was like, What in the world is this? Well, I finally got up, up enough courage to ask Emma what those were. And she said, Honey, I told you not to get in them drawers, didn't I? Now listen, if you get in there again, don't you take a single one of them out because those are my most prized possession. And I said, Well, why are they so important, Emma? And she said, Because, Honey, those locks of hair represent love. She said back in the old days, she said people didn't have cameras everywhere like we have in this studio, Why people didn't have a whole lot of pictures. And so if you love somebody or were courting them or sparking them, as we'd say, instead of giving them a picture in a locket, you would cut off a lock of your hair as a token of love and you would place it in a locket and give to them that they would wear around their neck. She said, "Why, my great-grandmother's hair's in there with a red ribbon tied around it. Well, my great-aunt, her hair's in there with a red ribbon tied around it. She said, oh, honey, all of that love, it's just in there in that top little drawer. And it was then I realized what that song, the old-fashioned locket and a curl, really meant for the very first time. Now I would go in there from time to time and I'd look at those locks of hair thinking about all the love that was contained in in that little jewelry box. And then I'd sometimes get out that record collection and I'd play tunes. Now one of the records I pulled out one time was kind of a record with these three fellers on the front of it and they all looked real clean cut. They were all standing real straight and they had great big grins on their faces. And I put the record on and here's what come out. Hang down your head, Tom. Dooley, hang down your head and cry, hang down your head, Tom Dooley, poor boy's bound to die. And I said to myself, good gracious, that's way too happy for that song. (laughs) Because you see, that is a true story. It's one of the most famous murder ballads from the mountains. It is a true story of Tom Doula, believe it or not. Tom Dula was from the middle part of North Carolina. And Tom Dula was a feller who, well, let's just say that he liked women quite a bit. And he was courting this young woman named Laura Foster. And before he went off to the Civil War, he promised her that he would marry her. Well, he went off to the Civil War, and he come back. And when he come back, he started dating Laura's cousin, Ann, and dating Laura at the same time which was quite the talk of the community. Well, they say Anne was very, very jealous and poor Laura was just heartbroken because she truly loved Tom. And I don't know if Tom loved her or not, but Tom did finally say that he would fulfill his promise and he would marry her. Well, he told her that he would meet her up on top of the mountain and he'd bring a preacher up there and they'd get married. Well, the day of the wedding came and Laura Foster made her way to the top of the mountain. But she never came back, and immediately they thought that Tom Doola was the man who had to have murdered Laura Foster, and Tom went on the run, actually, but he was finally caught. He went under just a fake name. He got him a job, and everybody thought he was somebody different, but finally there was a sheriff who caught up to him and brought him in, and Tom confessed to the murder on the way back to the jail. Well, some folks say that, well, they didn't think Tom had done it. They thought that it had to be Anne because she was apparently jealous of Laura Foster. But Tom was bound to determine that he was the one that would take the blame. And on the day of the hanging, however, Tom got up on the gallows. And before he was hung, he said, I never harmed a hair on Laura's head, which started, as we call it, the rumor mill. Did Tom do it, or did Ann do it? Later in years, when Ann was a much older lady, they said before she died, she confessed to the murder of Laura Foster. And they said right before she took her final breath, she saw black bats crawling up the side of the wall, and she screamed and drew her last breath. (laughs) definitely not a song for hang down your head Tom (laughs) so what I'd like to do is I would like to close out this set with the original way that Tom Dooley was sung over in that part of Madison County where I'm from and I think that it's more in line with the spirit of the song her to the hillside for to make her your wife. Met her on the hillside and there you took her life. You dug the grave four feet long, you dug it three feet deep. Then you threw the cold clay over her and you stomped it with your feet. So hang your head, Tom Dooley, hang your head and cry. You kill little Foster, and you know you're bound to die Oh, it's trouble, it's trouble A-roaring o'er my breast Cause the way that I've been living, boys I ain't gonna get no rest For about this time tomorrow, where do you reckon I'll be? If it wasn't for Sheriff Grayson, boys, I'd be down in Tennessee. So hang your head, Tom Dooley, hang your head and cry. Oh, you killed little Laura Foster, and you know you're bound to die. It's trouble, it's trouble, and tomorrow I'll be dead But I never even harmed a hair on poor little Laurie's head For about this time tomorrow, where do you reckon I'll be? Oh, down in the willow garden, just hanging from a white oak tree So hang your head, Tom Dooley, hang your head and cry You kill little Laura Foster And you know you're bound to die Now, several years ago, I was playing over in Ashe County, North Carolina with David Holt. And after our show on a Saturday night, there's this fella who come up to me and he said, Do y'all want to come see the Ashe County Museum in the morning? And we said, Well, we'd love to, because I love going to local museums. There's no telling what you'll find. And he said, well, just come on up to the house. It's in my garage behind the house. Well, we said, we can't miss this. So the next morning, we got up bright and early and we made our way to this fella's house and he had a padlock on that old garage out back and he unlocked it. It was a pretty big old garage and he had all kinds of stuff in there. Well, there was old farming equipment and he had old mannequins with old clothes on kind of creepy like. He had old Victrola record players everywhere and he had up Just pictures all over the wall and I kind of went to the back of the room and right there in a small picture frame was a single lock of hair with a yellow ribbon tied around it and I asked the man I said oh I know what this is you know when I was a kid I used to go to this woman's house and she told me this is all about love and how people if they love somebody they'd give them a lock of hair instead of a picture I said whose hair is that He said, that's Laura Foster's hair. And I wondered from that moment if maybe Tom Dula really was innocent, and maybe he really did love Laura Foster. I guess we'll all never know. You can take down my old banjo. You can play it if you please. For about this time tomorrow, it ain't going to be no use for me. So hang your head, Tom Dooley, hang your head and cry. Oh, you'd kill little Laura Foster and you know you're bound to die. You kill little Laura Foster and you know you're bound to die.
2: Josh, go forth with the story of the song Tom Dooley, as well as a performance of the great old tune A Locket and a Curl. Our team loved hearing those songs along with the explanations about the meanings. Our producer, Brian, said it brought back memories for him of his dad absentmindedly singing Tom Dooley around the house in a kind of strangely cheery way. Just the cheery way that Josh talks about the Kingston Trio performing that song. And it also brought back memories for me of my high school days when my pals and I started a doo-wop group called The Fabulous Tunes. We wore denim jackets and white t-shirts and we used to sing Tom Dooley in that same way. So it was a surprise for us to hear the true story behind the songs. Great hearing, Josh. Are there songs that have unlocked important memories for you? Songs and stories have this wonderful way of sprouting like seeds and growing as the stories bring up thoughts that grow into conversations. Maybe that's why we call the show The Apple Seed. In a moment, we're going to have another musical story, this time from storyteller Charlotte Blake Alston. And not only will she tell us about a famous musical icon, but she'll deliver it in kind of a musical way, at least a rhymey way. That's coming up on The Appleseed. I'm Sam (laughs) Payne. Such a pleasure to be with you on the Appleseed today. We've got one more story for you, and it's also about music. It's from the Philadelphia area storyteller Charlotte Blake Alston, and it's part of a collection of pieces that she's written in honor of. American icons. You may have heard our episode last season where Charlotte delivered a rhythmic spoken word poem about the folk hero John Henry. And this is kind of in a similar vein. It's a piece she calls the Louis Armstrong rap. And we recorded Charlotte live in the Appleseed studio. Here she is.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So this one was actually created when I had an opportunity to host uh, a concert at the Louis Armstrong House in New York in Corona, Queens. So he had the house and then he had a a strip of land there in the city that was a garden that he had cultivated that had pathways. And so there was going to be a concert uh, in the garden. And I was asked to host this and to write something. So Louis Armstrong... uh, for anyone who's watching who didn't know, was really one of America's great cultural icons. He was a musician. His style of music was jazz. He became America's cultural ambassador, touring all over the world to take a message of friendship and brotherhood and goodwill and to do that through his music. Now, his life didn't start out so great, got himself into trouble when he was a kid, got sent to reform school. But it was in reform school where a music teacher would come, gave him an instrument, a cornet, taught him how to play it, uh, invited him to be in the band that they had, and they began to tour. And Louis, after getting this instrument and playing, discovered abilities and talents that he didn't even realize he had, changed his entire life, stopped doing all that bad stuff, and became one of the most unforgettable musicians in the history of mankind. So this is my rap about Louis Armstrong. Come and listen to me now. I want to rap a while. I want to talk about a brother who really had style. Though he died before some of you were even around, he has left his mark all over the town. All over the world, his music still is heard. Blowing out power, proclaiming the word of Louis. The man with the horn, he had music in his soul from the day he was born. I said Louis Armstrong Satchmo. He was Pops, the master, in case you didn't know. Well, Louis grew up in a pretty rough city. His part of town was not very pretty. Storyville was a section of New Orleans where Louis saw some pretty ugly scenes. His family was poor, but his mother did try to teach Louis not to steal or lie. But when there's hustling and crime all around, it can be hard to keep your feet on the ground. When you ain't looking for trouble, trouble will find you. And that's exactly what happened to Louis. The man with the horn, he had music in his soul from the day he was born. I said Louis Armstrong. Satchmo, he was Pops, the master, in case you didn't know. Well, Louis got himself in a bit of a jam. A policeman grabbed him and said, young man, I'm gonna put you in a place where you can turn yourself around. Louis was frightened. He didn't make a sound. He was sent to a home where there were lots of rules. He had to get up early. Go to school, he learned gardening, carpentry. He worked with his hands. But what he really wanted was to play in the band. He would listen to the band. As they practiced each day, he would take his fingers and pretend to play. Till one day, finally, the teacher took his hand and asked young Louis to join the band. Oh, Louis! He was a man with the horn. He had music in his soul from the day he was born. I said, Louis Armstrong. Satchmo, he was Pops. The master, in case you didn't know. Well, that's how it all began. Louis went on from there to form his own band. Jazz always gave him a good sensation, the melody, the rhythm, and the a syncopation. He loved to improvise. He loved to move around. And he developed a crystal clear sound. As time went by, Louis made the choice to do some scatting with that gravelly voice. He would take that horn anytime he got the notion. And blow fear, love, joy deep down emotion. He got better and better. He played with such pizzazz, he finally changed the whole direction of jazz. And many of the players that you hear today look up to Louis because he showed them the way. He tore the nation and the world sharing all that he could. He took a message of friendship and brotherhood. And we can't forget his records because there are so many. I'll name a few and you see if you recognize any. Potato Head Blues, What a Wonderful World. Hello, Dolly. Yeah, that's Louie. The man with the horn, he had music in his soul from the day he was born. I said Louie Armstrong. Satchmo, he was Pops. The master, in case you didn't know. Well, you're leaving today with a little information about the Satchmo sensation. What you heard today was just an introduction. I didn't come here to put on a big production, but to get you to think about this wonderful man So, find out more on your own if you can about Louis. The man with the horn, he had music in his soul from the day he was born. I said, Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, he was Pops, the master. Now you know about Louis. The man with the horn, he had music in his soul from the day he was born. I said, Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, he was Pops, the master. Peace out.
2: That was Charlotte Blake Alston with the Louis Armstrong rap. Thanks for joining us today on the Apple Seed, and thanks to Josh Goforth and Charlotte Blake Alston for sharing their stories with us. Listening to these stories always brings up memories for me that I love to share. Where do the stories take you, and who will you take along? Our episode today was produced by Brian Tanner and Heather Bigley. Our audio engineer is Carly Wilson. Trent Horton, Natalia Reeve, Hannah Harlan, and Evie Hendricks make up the rest of the Appleseed team. The Appleseed is supported by a number of designers and visual artists, including Adrian Walsh who's been working hard and with gusto to create a new Appleseed logo and the artwork for the new season of the Appleseed. Look for that in the upcoming weeks here at the Appleseed. We want to give a big thank you to those of you who have taken the time to leave us a thoughtful review on your favorite podcast platform. A listener named Joseph left this review on Apple Podcasts. It says, you guys are great. The best, best podcast ever, five stars. I would give you more than five if I could. Please, please put this in your episode. And Sam, the way you talk about family and peace and memories makes me so happy. Keep going and thank you for welcoming me to the Apple Seed. Joseph, are you kidding? Leave us a review like that. We're going to read every word on the show. Thanks so much. And congratulations. You made it on this show. Thanks for that review and the kind words. You can also email us at theappleseed at byu.edu. That's theappleseed at byu.edu we love to hear from you. We're pleased and proud to be among the many shows in the BYU Radio family of programs. And you can find this episode or any episode from our archive on the BYU Radio app at byuradio.org slash Appleseed or by googling the Appleseed podcast. I'm Sam Payne, and I can't wait to be with you again on the Appleseed.